The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome to another episode of Good Money Moves on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell, and I am joined by Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning, Jenna. Good morning, Andy. Last week, we talked about overspending. Great program. Lots of great information you provided there. And uh, we talked about a lot of the psychological obstacles that you face when you try to change your, you know, change the way you do your finances. What are we, uh, what are we going to dig into today? Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about a topic that we've covered before on the show, but from a slightly different angle, and that topic is identity theft and fraud. Um, So in the past, we've discussed things like common scams to watch out for, how to, you know, how to avoid identity theft, um, and that was episodes 21 and 22, and then we recently talked about it again in episode 41 when we were talking about common coronavirus and COVID-19 related scams that have started coming out to be aware of. Imagine that. (laughs) Right. It's always something. I swear, Um, I I swear I get four to five phishing emails per day now. Oh yeah. I get them all the time and from the weirdest places. (laughs) Um, But today... We're going to kind of look at that same topic, but from the angle of what steps you need to take if your identity is stolen and has been compromised. Um, so hopefully you don't ever have to deal with that, but more likely than not, um, you will at some point in your life yep. fall victim, unfortunately. Um, they say about 1 in 15 people become a victim of fraud annually. Every single year. Yeah. Wow. Um, the most common types of misused uh, identifying information are with credit cards and bank account information, right? So somebody find, gets a hold of your credit card number or your debit card number, or they get a hold of your banking number and routing information and start sucking money out of your account before you can notice it's gone. It's happened to me. It, it happens to one in 15 people annually. <laughs> <laughs> so it was my turn. <laughs> yeah, it was. Every two seconds, there's a new victim of identity theft is what that kind of comes out to. Um, and every year, the total cost of identity theft is just above $16 billion. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of money. It's, I mean, it's a quote unquote huge industry. <laughs> Um, So the Federal Trade Commission, or the FTC, reports that Americans have lost more than $13 million in scams this year as of mid-April alone. So that was a couple months ago now. So I don't know what the most recent numbers are, but it's more than $13 million now. Well, I imagine, too, with everybody, or not everybody, but a lot more people either working from home or furloughed from work, Mm -hmm. um, there's more opportunities for the scammers. There is, and there's a lot of people out there who are desperate for, you know, quick money or, you know, worried about family members, things like that, that people prey on a lot more. Um, and 
especially with elderly, you know, they are even more socially distanced now and are more likely to fall victim to scams because of that. Um, they don't have as many people come in and checking in on them anymore just because we have to socially distance. We don't want to get grandma and grandpa sick, you know, that kind of attitude. Um, so keep checking on your, on your family members, make sure they're not doing things they shouldn't be with their money. But, um, yeah, I mean, and that just go, you know, scam attempts have risen over 350% since the beginning of the year. It's happening more and more. And like you said, you know, we getting all kinds of calls on my phone daily from scammers. And it's just like, just stop already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So identity theft is very costly um, and it affects a lot of people every single year. But before we dig uh, too deep into some of the, the other information I have for you today, I thought it would be good to kind of quickly go over some of the common ways that people fall victim just to do a quick recap of that um, from some of the past episodes because i think it's important for people to understand how this can happen um, especially if they haven't listened to any of our past good money moves episodes on this topic and it might be completely out of their control that they didn't do anything absolutely and so data breaches are a big one and that's where your information that's being stored by an organization is accessed by someone who's not authorized to do so. So if you have an account somewhere and you've got your address and your phone number and possibly your social security number, because that's what you needed to open the account sitting out there and somebody accesses that system, they now have access to that information about you, which is enough information to steal your identity and start causing you a lot of trouble. So another common way that people kind of fall victim to this is through a scheme called phishing, right? And so this type of fraud is used to access your personal data through things like fake websites, emails, text messages, um, and even some social media tools. Um, And essentially what they do is they trick you. They kind of put a little lure out there and they trick you into clicking on something or entering information into a fake website, like a login credentials for your bank or um, something like that where it's not real, but they somehow trick you into providing that sensitive information about yourself. And then they use that. And they're getting better and better at that. They are. They really are. You've got to be very, very careful. Um, another common scenario uh, is called pretexting, and this is where the the attackers kind of focus on creating this fabricated scenario. Um, you think about the schemes like your, you know, this prince in the Middle East that sure. needs 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 you to hold his money for him for a little bit. Or your granddaughter's in your, jail in Mexico. Yep, yep. Those types of uh, situations. They kind of create this sense of urgency um, and prey on people wanting to help, unfortunately. so And those typically occur mostly through phone calls and emails where they come up with this fake scenario and you hand them over your banking credentials and then you never hear from them again. Um, So another common type of scamming that happens is called card skimming. Um, And this is where thieves use a special device that they stick on the outside of like a gas pump, um, on the outside of an ATM, anywhere where you would slide your debit or credit card um, typically. And they, this little device just reads your card information, which is why having that EMV chip card um, is really important to use or to even use um, some of your digital wallets because that can bypass those. 
um, and then you keeps your your card information a little bit safer. So that card, that device basically reads your card information and stores it, and then the thief comes back later, takes the device, and now they have all of your debit and credit card information they needed. And they can use it to create a fake debit card that they can start using um, and use it in all kinds of ways to access your money. So it's very clear that uh, identity theft is costly. <laughs> it's becoming more widespread. And, uh, boy, oh, boy, something to avoid. We're going to talk a little bit about what you can do if you fall victim to identity theft or any one of these scams uh, when we continue with Good Money Moves right here on News Talk 1340, KROCA, AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROCA, AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell along with Jenna Tobble on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Of course, Jenna with First Alliance Credit Union. And today we are talking about identity theft and fraud and uh, went through all of the stuff we've uh, well, I've covered a little bit of this before, but one thing we really haven't touched on or spent a ton of time on is what to do if you end up being the victim of all of this. And uh, Jenny, you have some advice for us, do you not? Yeah. So I thought um, before we dive into the steps you really need to go through if you are a victim, I thought it would be good to point out how do you even know you're a victim? Sometimes people can go years and years and years and not realize that they've been a victim of identity theft. So some, I thought it'd be good to talk about some red flags that would indicate someone has your personal information and they're using it. So really, once thieves have your personal information, your identity, they can do a lot of damage very quickly, right? So they can drain your bank account. They can run up charges on credit cards. They can open new utility accounts in your name um, they, and then not pay them. And they can get medical treatment under your health insurance. Uh, they can file taxes under your name and receive your refund. You're um, scaring me. <laughs> their damage runs deep if they have the right information. So this is why, you know, knowing what those red flags are is so important, right? So what would indicate to you that someone has a stolen your identity, right? So some common red flags you would see withdrawals from your account statements that you can't explain. Uh, you would stop receiving your regular bills in the mail, or you would start receiving bills for accounts you didn't open. So if you're not somebody who pays close attention to your mail, this is, this is why I say it can go on a long time before people realize what's going on. This is why it's really important to check your, even your junk mail, because you just never know what's actually in there. And you can catch something early, but just by opening and paying attention to your mail. Well, also, you need to be, you know, I, I don't even know if you use that term anymore, balancing your checkbook. Not necessarily balancing your or checkbook, but recon- checking it regularly. Yeah, yeah, reconciling it. Review all of the, you know, once a week, go log into your banking app, log into your online banking, whatever method you prefer, but make sure that you know exactly what purchases are coming and going in and out of your account regularly. Because the sooner you catch something, and we'll talk about this later, the sooner you catch a lot of this stuff, the less likely that you'll be on the hook for paying it. 
Okay. But some other things to keep an eye out for are, this isn't super common anymore, but if you're someone who still uses checks to pay for things, businesses will start to refuse your checks. Debt collectors will start calling you about debts that aren't yours. Um, You'll find unfamiliar accounts and charges on your credit report. Um, You could be unexpectedly denied loan applications when you think you've got good credit, but you find out you don't because somebody stole your identity and racked up all this debt, and now your utilization is out of control and all of this other stuff. Medical providers will bill you for services you didn't use. Sometimes um, your health plan will reject a legitimate medical claim from you because your records show that you've reached your benefit limits or because it shows that you have a condition that, you know, I don't know, eliminates you from receiving benefits, even though you don't have that condition, right? So all these weird medical issues start popping up on on, for your health provider and on your health insurance plans. Um, Sometimes the IRS will notify you that you've already filed your taxes. That happened a couple of years ago. I think there was a big rash of... Yeah, tax well, fraud that happened. If I, I know recall. every year I file, I'm asked as part of the, do you have this ID number that you know signals that you previously did get scammed this way? Mm-hmm. It's, it's put there to protect you if you have already fallen victim to that, to that particular scam. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing to watch out for um, when it comes to filing taxes is that they're asking you about to report income from an employer that you don't work for or have never worked for. Also, this is a big one, and it feels like it happens a lot, but you need to take this stuff seriously, is if you get informed that an account of yours has had a data breach at a company where you hold an account, um, take that seriously and take the steps necessary to protect yourself. It might just be as simple as changing your password. Sometimes it could go as far as canceling out your account and having to open a new one. Um, so if, if you get notified by a company that there's been a data breach there, they'll usually give you steps to follow or information that they know was compromised, what was and wasn't. Um, yeah. But make sure that you're paying attention to those notices because it, it can make the difference between you becoming a victim of identity theft and you just having your name out there on a on a list for somebody that they can't do anything with. So those I mean, are important. So many of these red flags you just described are like nightmare scenarios to me. Yeah. <laughs> I go, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, lock it down as tight as possible. Absolutely. There's Yeah, and there's a lot of steps you can take to protect yourself. And we've talked about those in past episodes. But, I mean, sometimes you can be the most careful person in the world and still... Yeah fall victim through a, something like a data breach right. or, well, I've or, had or a, a card skimmer or, you know, I've had, just, I've had both happen to me, Yeah, but in both cases, they were caught really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. In one, in one case, somebody part. had my credit card number and all they managed to do is they bought a $3 and 50 cent drink someplace in Florida. Mm-hmm. And then they went over to some big box store and tried to use it to buy a TV and that did not work. And then by yeah. that at that point, I was aware of it and was able to shut down the mm-hmm. account. Yeah. So they got they got one drink on me. 
Yeah. Well, so the interesting thing about that, though, and I'm glad you bring that up because that is a tactic they use to check to see if the card works. Oh, by something they'll cheap. Start, they'll start using your card information on small purchases just to see if it'll even work and before they go to buy the bigger purchase. Well, I'm glad to say it didn't work with me. Yeah. Caught Thank it anyway. Goodness. Okay. So you realize your identity has been used by someone else. Well, I've had it happen. How do you stop it? From continuing, what steps should you, me, anybody else take? Uh, should be they become a victim of all of this? Yeah. So recovering your identity can be a very long process, um, but there are some general steps you can take right away to mitigate the damages as soon as you realize something's happening. And so the first thing you're going to want to do is contact the organization where you know the fraud has occurred. So if it's a utility company, you contact them. If it's your banking institution, you contact them. You know, um, So go, go straight to the source and cut it off there first. right? So you're going to have to call them up, explain to them that someone has stolen your identity and that these are the things you're seeing on your account that are not right. You want to ask them to freeze or close those accounts. And this is what stops the thief from being able to continue to use that under your name, right? Um, if it's an account that was yours in the first place, you're going to want to make sure that you're changing out logins, passwords, pins for that account um, that could have been compromised. Um, and then continue to review any accounts where similar fraud might have occurred and continue to contact those organizations and kind of keep repeating that process until you've tracked it all down. Okay. Uh, right now, we, we'll take a quick break and we'll continue with some of these steps you need to take. If you find yourself to be a victim of identity theft or fraud, when we continue with Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM at 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're back with more Good Money Moves here on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell along with Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union. We've been talking identity theft and fraud. And right before the break, we started going through the steps you need to take if you become a victim and we kind of uh, covered, you know, hit the places where you have the account and do all that. But you have other steps to take as well, correct? No, absolutely. I wish that's where it could end. <laughs> um, but so once you've kind of uh, identified where the fraud is happening for sure, um, the next step is really going to be to start reviewing your credit reports. And you're going to want to place what's called a fraud alert on your reports. Now, there are three major credit bureaus. That's Experience, TransUnion, and Equifax. So you can access your free annual credit report for each of these bureaus from annualcreditreport.com. And then take time to review each one of them for errors or fraudulent accounts. Um, You'll be able to dispute any errors you do find um, through each of the credit bureaus, and they each have a different set of, you know, holes you have to jump through to get that figured out. But uh, that's a whole nother episode to talk about that. Um, so once you ask them to place your fraud alert on your credit report, you'll only need um, to actually re- 
alert one of them that this has happened, and then they're required to inform the other two. So if you talk to Experian, tell them, I want to place a fraud alert, Experian's then going to tell TransUnion and Equifax to also place a fraud alert on your behalf. And so what this does, what a fraud alert does, is it makes it harder for someone to open new accounts in your name because you have this alert on your report. So now anytime a business uses um, your credit to uh, open up an account for you, they're required to follow through with some additional identity verification before they can issue you a new account or credit line in your name. So that just helps to ensure that your account is being only used by you. It just kind of increases that level of security involved. Um, and that alert stays on your account for a year, but can be renewed um, year after year. Okay, so I imagine, as you kind of hinted, that there are additional things I need to do as well. Yeah, so if you are a victim of fraud, um, there's a few other places you're going to want to uh, notify as well. And one of those is, I mentioned them before, before the Federal Trade Commission, or the FTC, and they actually have a special website called Identity Theft. Gov, um, and you're going to want to notify and go through the process on that website to alert the FTC that your identity has been compromised. And what's going to happen is they're going to obviously ask you a bunch of information about yourself and about what happened. Um, and what they're going to do is they create an identity theft report and recovery plan for you. Uh, this report is really important um, because it proves, once you have that, it proves to businesses that someone did, in fact, steal your identity. Um, and then it also kind of guarantees you these certain victims' rights, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But you're also going to want to contact your local police department and report the, that your identity has been stolen and make sure that you receive a copy of the official police report. Now, you're gonna. there's going to be some instances where you may have to provide that police report to organizations to help clear your name. And that's why this is a really important step. So if you believe that your social security number has been compromised, you're also going to want to visit the socialsecurity.gov and report the misuse. And you may have to have a replacement card issued to you, which then sets off a whole nother, if you get a new social security number, well, you're going to have to tell everybody you got a new social security number that you work with that has your social security number. So that's a whole... It kind of cascades as things go. This is why this is, it's an expensive process to go through, and it can take a lot of time, but you, you kind of have to do it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so you're also, it, if you believe that your medical information was compromised, your health insurance information, you're going to have to alert the health insurance company, um, your medical care providers of the theft and the misuse, um, especially if you've seen inaccuracies on your medical files and bills. This is a heat that would be your red flag that that's where you're having yep. fraud happen. So you would have to go through all of that. But again, you're going to want to have a copy of that report from the FTC and a copy of the police report to help prove to those companies that this is you're not just trying to get out of paying your bills. This actually happened to right. you. Um, again, if you've been tax fraud that's occurred under your name. Well, then you're going to have to make sure you contact the IRS and make sure that they understand what happened to you. And another one to con take into consideration is if you've lost your wallet and that's how your identity has been compromised, then you're going to have to go to your state's DMV or other licensing agency, right? Oh, yeah. And what they can do is they can place a flag on your license number. And then that alerts law enforcement officers um, if they pull anybody over and they try to use your license or your information to get out of a ticket or traffic stop, it puts a flag saying, nope, this isn't this person. Make sure, you know, 
the likelihood that they would look like you is slim to none, but you right. can make fake IDs using that license number, right? So lots of different people you have to reach out to and, and connect with if your identity has been compromised. It's a long list of people. Okay. You mentioned when you're talking about the Trade Commission that there are certain rights you have once you become a victim. Um, maybe you can explain what those rights are. Yeah, sure. So as a victim of identity theft, you do have certain rights. Um, so you have the right to create an FTC identity theft report that I mentioned earlier. You have the right to place a one-year fraud alert on your credit report, and you can ask to have a seven-year extended fraud alert put on your credit report. You have a right to get free copies of all your credit reports. You have the right to get fraudulent information removed from your credit report. You have the right to dispute fraudulent and inaccurate information on your credit report. You have the right to stop creditors and debt collectors from reporting those fraudulent accounts to your credit bureaus. You have the right to get copies of all documents related to the identity theft from the different organizations. And you have a right to stop a debt collector from collecting on you. Okay, debt collectors. If someone opens up credit cards in my name and then racks up a bunch of charges, am I or you on the hook for paying that money back, those charges? Mm, Yeah, great question. So under most state laws, you are not responsible for any debt incurred on any fraudulent accounts opened in your name without your permission, right? So the amount you would have to pay for, um, to get a little bit more technical here. So the amount you'd have to pay for any unauthorized use of your credit card specifically is limited to $50. Okay. So you could potentially be on the hook. If somebody ran up a bunch of bills on your credit card, they might make you pay $50 of it. Depends on their credit card company and what the situation is, I think. And um, So now if you report the loss to the credit card company before the credit card is issued by the thief, you aren't responsible for any authorized charges. So report it right away. Yes. The sooner you report things, the better. Always, okay. always, always. Um, so now I'm going to talk a little bit about your debit card because credit and debit cards are very common ways that people um, get taken advantage of by identity thieves. Um, so if your debit card is lost or stolen, you can limit your liability by reporting the loss immediately to your bank credit union, like we just said. So if you wait too long, beyond 60 days to report the fraud, your obligation to pay could be unlimited. Oh. So now you've waited two statement cycles to report the fraud. That's almost a red flag to the financial institution that, well, this person is either trying to get out of paying something that they owe, or they're just not paying attention to what's going on in their account at all. Um, right. So again, this is why it's so important to keep tabs on your accounts regularly and report errors immediately because you can range anywhere from owing nothing or $50 all the way up to you're on the hook for all of it because you didn't tell us in time. It just depends on the institution yep. you're working with, the set of yep. um, the scenario at play, what their different procedures are for such a thing. So okay. report it right away. Keep track of your accounts. Great, and uh, I hate to say frightening information you've passed along today. Um, it sounds like it's a ton of work if it does happen to you to recover from all this. What are some of the other resources that are available? Yeah, so I would say the best place to go and start at is identitytheft.gov, like I mentioned before. 
This is really the federal government's one-stop resource for identity theft victims. The site provides really streamlined checklists and sample letters to help really guide you through the recovery process of your identity. Um, if you're wanting to take a more proactive approach, you maybe haven't, you're not a victim yet. Hopefully you never will be, but should it happen? Because again, every two seconds it happens to somebody and you want to take this seriously, you can look into identity theft protection services. Now these types of services provide extensive identity monitoring, provide you with alerts about your identity um, and your personal information where it's being used online a lot of times. But the really neat thing about this is they will assist you with recovering your identity if you've been compromised. So they will really kind of hold your hand through that process and get your identity back. Um, now, First Alliance Credit Union members specifically can receive discounts on a service like this through a company that we've partnered with called Legal Shield. And you can learn more about that on our on our resource page on our website if you're interested. Um, but then some other you know tools that can help you be a little bit more proactive. Um, First Alliance, we offer the My Cards app. I've mentioned this before um, in our mobile app, the My Cards feature, and which will alert you to fraudulent charges on your account in real time. So you can take action, turn off your debit card, and before you have a chance to, you know, call up the credit union, let them know what's going on, you can shut that off right away and prevent anyone else from spending your money. Awesome tool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like act lightning fast if you have any indication you've been. A victim of all this. So, um, yeah, great, great topic and timely topic, Jenna. We will talk again next week. Absolutely. It's Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.